And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... The best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, it's action and adventure with Frank Merriwell from 1948. Then George Burns and Gracie Allen visit the art gallery on part one of the Burns and Allen show from 1941. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. What's going on? Everything's good. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you know what? One of your favorite radio shows on this edition, Burns and Allen. I you do love like Gracie the Allen. Comedies. I, I'm a sucker for You a like uh, Eve Arden. I do. You love Lucille Ball. You know me too well, Carl. And you love Gracie Allen. Lucille Ball is my absolute favorite, but I'm good with this And too. you like Marie Wilson from My Favorite Husband, uh, sh- My Friend Irma too, right? I sure do. Mm, all right. Well, you know me too I'm well. getting to know you pretty well. Well, <laughs> we're going to start things off. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> we're start things off with The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. It was an adventure show. This character was created by Gilbert Patton under the pseudonym Bert L. Standish and was first seen in dime novels in 1896 and eventually became a comic book. It was so popular that it made the transition to radio in 1934 and films in 1936. Now, Mary Well was a Yale College athlete who in his spare time solved mysteries and righted wrongs. Donald Briggs originated the role on radio, but eventually Lawson Zerby made the role his own. And he stars in this particular episode called Tap Day from June 12, 1948. Here's Lawson Zerby as Frank Merriwell. My name is Hamilton. I'm the owner of Lightfoot. Oh, well, too bad your horse lost, Mr. Hamilton. He's a great trotter. My horse didn't lose, legally. I'm filing a protest. Protest? On what grounds? On the grounds that your horse, Sparks, was doped for the race. Doped? That's ridiculous. It's easily proved by the saliva test, and I demand well, one. just as you like. Young man, I have information that you were seen giving your horse a dope injection. NBC presents The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. figures in American fiction, Frank Merriwell. Merriwell is loved as much today as ever he was. And so the National Broadcasting Company brings him to radio in a new series of stories based on the famous books written by Gilbert Patton under the pen name Bert L. Standish. Today, Tap Day. It's the week before commencement at Yale, and we find Bart and Inza standing just inside the railing of a trotting track at the deserted New Haven fairgrounds. Frank, riding a small racing sulky, is just finishing putting a sleek trotter through its face. Here he comes. Get down the stopwatch, Bart. 
Got it. Look at that. How fast? Two fifteen and a quarter for the mile. Is that good? Good for a trotter. It's great. Oh, wait till I tell Frank. Here he is. How do we do, boy? Two fifteen and a quarter. Oh, wonderful. Ah. I told you, Sparks is a great trotter. Oh, no wonder Father expects to win the race Saturday. I certainly appreciate his asking me to drive, Sparks. Mr. Hodge knew what he was doing, Frank. It's an amateur race, and he knew he couldn't find a better amateur driver than you. Oh, I hope I don't let him down. Well, I'm not worried about that. With the kind of driving you just did, Sparks will beat any trotter in the state. Well, you ought to have a rub down right now. Where's the groom? Oh, here he comes, Frank. Nelson. Jim and me, Mr. Hodge. Was my watch right? I parked that mile in a 216. Your watch is right, Nelson. I caught it in 215 and a quarter. Holy smokes. You got yourself a trotting horse here, Mr. Hodges. Oh, we're sure of that, Nelson. But now you'd better cool him off and give him a rub down. Huh? Yes, sir. Right away. Come on, Sparks, baby. We're going for a walk. Yes, sir. That's the boy. Well, we better be getting back to town, Frank. Yes, I want to stop on Chapel Street and do a little shopping before the stores close. Just one more stop and we'll be through, boys. I want to go in here and try and pick up... What's that? Some fuss outside Clemens Jewelry Store. It looks like trouble. What's that fellow running for? Stop, Pete! Stop! It's a holdup. Frank, Mr. Clemens has a gun. Head the thief off, boys. In to get into that doorway. Yes, Frank. Here he comes. Let's go. Let me go. Let me go, I say. You kill me. Calm down, man. Nobody's going to shoot you now. He will. He's crazy, I tell you. Let me go. Get out of the way, you... That man's a thief. You better put your gun down, Mr. Clements. This man's a thief. Get out of my way. I'm sorry, Mr. Clemens, but I had to do it. Clemens, are you out of your mind? No. You hit me. You struck me. Well, if I hadn't knocked that gun out of your hand, you'd have killed this man. He might even have heard Frank. You struck me. I'm a respected citizen in this town. I'll see that you pay for this. Well, you didn't have to shoot, Mr. Clemens. The thief's caught. You hit me. You interfered in something that didn't concern you at all. And you hit me. I'll spread this all over town. It's time you fresh college men learned a lesson. There's no use arguing with him, Frank. You're right, Bart. Really, Mr. Clemens, there's no need to be unreasonable. The boys were all... Unreasonable? Why, it's assault and battery, that's what. Unreasonable. Don't bother with him, Enzer. We've got to take this man down to the police station. All right, Fleming. Anything more to say? That's all the statement I'm making. It's lucky you have no previous record. I'm holding you for attempted robbery. All right, take him away and lock him up. Yeah. Do you need us for anything else, Chief Burns? No, boys, except to thank you for bringing this man in. Well, thank you, Chief. What do you mean, boy? Well, he's talking about the owner of the jewelry store. Clemens got quite mad when I spoiled his aim. What's that? That's true, Chief Burns. He said Frank and Bart had no business interference. And what's worse, he said he was going to spread it all over town. That Frank and I were just trying to show off. <laughs> yeah, I've heard everything now. Then Frank and Bart were right? Sure they were. You boys saved this man's life. As long as you could catch him, there was no necessity for shooting. Thanks, Chief Burns. Of course, uh, Frank, the way I see it and the way others will see it may be two different things. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, I know Clemens. He'll talk to the newspaper reporters. I wouldn't be too surprised to see the whole thing in the papers tomorrow. Well, as long as you think we did right, Chief, that doesn't bother us. Good boy. And if there's any kind of fuss made about this, Frank, you've got my backing. <laughs> Hi there, Enza. Hello, Frank. Bart. 
Come on up on the porch. We stopped by on our way to Connecticut Hall. I'm glad you did. Sit down. Thanks, Edza. Have you seen the evening paper? You mean there's a story about the holdup in it? Oh, there sure is. Show her, Frank. Well, never mind the front page. That's only a straight news story. Hmm. But look at this editorial. Let me see. An adolescent grandstand play endangering the lives of the citizens of New Haven. That's not fair. He kept his promise, all right. I'm afraid we're in for it. But that's awful. Why don't you both write a letter to the paper? Well, Chief Burns thinks we did the right thing, and that's good enough for me. Me too. But publicity of this kind, and, and now of all time. Oh, you're, you're thinking about skull and bones. Yes, I am. I know how much it means to both of you to be tapped for skull and bones. This could spoil everything. Oh, it's just a tempest in a teapot. For sure. Something like this would never make the seniors change their minds about a candidate. But bones is more than a scholastic society. I mean, they go by character and things like that, don't they? Well, that's true. They're supposed to pick the 15 outstanding men in the junior class, but I still say if Bart and I are in the running, this story won't make any difference. But just the same, Monday is tap day, and if any more bad publicity came out, it would certainly make a difference. <laughs> Isn't more anxious for us to be tap for bone than we are? Well, I know how much it means to you, that's all. Well, it's one of the biggest events in a Yale man's life. I'd just die if you weren't tapped for it. I think it's sort of cruel anyhow, the way they make the whole junior class turn out at the fence for it, when they know only 15 will be tapped. But the fellows don't look at it that way. Failing to get tapped is a real test of a man's courage. I suppose so. Say, how about the trotting race tomorrow? You're coming, aren't you, I wouldn't miss it for anything. How was the workout today? Oh, wonderful. Sparks ran like a champion. We'll win all right. I hope so. Hi, Dudley. Hello, Max. Sit down. I got the evening paper. See what happened to Fleming? That dopey bundle of job. <sighs> you know, it's the last one he never pulled for us. Yeah, but you see who caught him, don't you? You mean that kid Merwell? Yeah, the same kid that broke up our gambling setup a couple of weeks ago. Got Byron sent to the clink. Yeah. That kid's getting too big for his britches. That's what I mean, Dudley. If it wasn't for him, we'd be working our old racket. And no headaches. I'd like to get even with that punk. Not me. You saw what he did to Byron. Yeah, but I've been doing a little investigation on this Merriwell. Did you know he was driving in the trotting race tomorrow? Sure, I know. His horse is the favorite. What about it? What about it? We could fix it so his horse lost. Maybe make some dough out of it. Yeah, you nuts. The cops have been watching us ever since the Byron deal. Yeah, but if we can only work out some smart, safe... Wait action. a minute, wait a minute. Let me think this out. Yeah... Yeah, sure, I got it, Mac. Yeah? Yeah, it's beautiful. You say you did a little investigation on Murraywell. And you must know about Skull and Bone. Now, wait a minute, Dudley. I'm not getting mixed up in any ah, murder. Ah, Skull and Bones is a kind of fraternity, you dope. Oh. Getting into Skull and Bones is the biggest thing in Murraywell's life right now. You're kidding. Take my word for it. Here's the payoff. Guy doesn't get in unless his record is clean, see? So? All right. We go out to the fairgrounds before the races, see? Now here comes a real twist. Goodness, Frank, what's the matter with Spark? I don't know. I've never seen him so excited. If he's this way here in the paddock, what'll he do out on the track? Uh, he'll calm down. Steady there, boy. Now, steady, easy. I better tighten these cinches. Hold my racing jacket, Bartley. Oh, sure thing. That's the way. Boy, that's it. Take it easy now. Save it for the race. Hey! Oh, sorry, buddy. Take it easy, mister. 
This is the paddock. Only driver's known is allowed in here. Well, I was only taking a shortcut to the grandstand. Didn't mean to make you drop your coat. Here you are. Well, there's no harm done. Thanks, buddy. Good luck to you. My harness all right now, Frank? They're about ready to go to the post. I think so, Inter. I'll take my coat now, Bart. Oh, here you are. Uh, Mr. Hodge. Mr. Merriwell. Oh, what is it, Nelson? They're calling for the parade to the post, sir. Everything ready? We're as ready as we'll ever be. See you two in the winner's circle. I hope. Good luck, Frank. Here they come out of the backstretch. And Bart, that horse Lightfoot Sparks will never catch him. Look at him run. Well, Frank's been holding Sparks in check in Just watch him when they make this turn. Here they come. Come on, Sparks. Come on. Watch out. Frank's making his bid. He's gaining on Lightfoot. Come on, Sparks. Drive him, Frank. Drive him. They're up and up now. He's got him in the... Wait and see. Attaboy, Sparks. You're right, Bart. He's coming ahead. Good work, Frank. Sparks has a length lead now. He'll never be caught. See that? He's pulling away. You're in, Frank. It's in the bag. Sparks Three lengths since I told you what a horse. I bet he broke the track record. Hey, we promised to meet Frank in the winner's circle. Let's hurry. Oh, Frank, that was a beautiful race. And the time, Frank. Sparks broke the track record. Oh, he's a great horse, Bart, but he even surprised me today. He was never so fast. Oh, come on, Inza. They're ready to present the cup. I want you to take it on behalf of my father. Of course. I'll be thrilled. Just a minute. Hold up the ceremony. Well, what's the trouble, sir? My name is Hamilton. I'm the owner of Lightfoot. Oh, well, too bad your horse lost, Mr. Hamilton. He's a great trotter. My horse didn't lose, legally. I'm filing protest. Protest? On what grounds? On the grounds that your horse, Sparks, was doped for this race. Oh, doped? Doped? That's ridiculous. It's easily proved by the saliva test, and I demand one. Just as you like, young man. I have information that you were seen giving your horse a dope injection. Frank, nobody would believe a silly charge like well, that. Of course they won't. Well, I want to search. Marywell may still have the evidence on his purse. Search away. I'll be glad... Well, I'll be... Frank, what is it? How... How did this get in my pocket? Hypodermic needle. There, you see? I knew it. Young man, in the interest of sportsmanship, if you have any, I demand you forfeit this race to Lightfoot. Frank, explain to the crowd and to the judges. Tell them how that got in your pocket. I wish I could, Enzo. But I can't. This is a disgrace. I advise you, Marilyn. You better leave before the crowd takes it in its head to tar and feather you. Come on, Frank. Yes, Frank, please. All right, but I'll clear myself of this charge somehow. Copper? Hey, somebody. I want to see Chief Burns. Hey, hey, what's all this noise? Chief Burns. What's wrong with you, Fleming? Now, look, if you start making any trouble now, I can promise it'll go harder with you in court. I don't want to make any trouble. I want to save some. Yeah. What's that? I want to talk to that Yale kid that brought me in here. Frank Merriwell? Yeah, that's the one. I got to see him. It's important. Now, look, Fleming, you got nobody to blame for this mess you're in but yourself. Merriwell did you a favor whether you know it or not. Sure, I know it, Chief. That's just the point. Look, do you like that kid? Merriwell? Of course I do. He's a fine boy. What's that got to do with you? Plenty. Get him here to see me as fast as you can. You must be crazy, Fleming. Now, take it easy. Don't let me have any more trouble with you. Hey, Chief, wait. I, I'm not asking a favor for myself. I'm asking it for Merriwell. What? He's in a jam, and I'm the only one who can get him out of it. How's that again? Come back here, and I'll tell you. But hurry up. We haven't got much time. All right, Fleming, all right. It won't hurt to listen. Now, Spill look, it. All you have to do is to bring him here to see me, see? Yeah. That's that as much, is it? Only you've got to hurry. And suppose I do it? I've got some information that'll help him. But he's got to get here fast. Will you, will you get him, Chief? 
Well, I I guess it can't do any harm. Then find him now and bring him here right away. All right, Fleming, I'll do it. But this is the first time I ever took orders from a crook. What a fine how do you do. The newspapers are really on us this time for that horse doping business. It's awful, Bart. How can they say things like that about you and Frank? Well, you can hardly blame them. The evidence is strong enough. I'm only sorry your father's horse was disqualified, Bart. Oh, don't worry about that, Frank. I had a wire from Dad. He says that he knows you were framed. Well, that's some consolation anyhow. Anyone with any sense would know that. I wonder. You're, you're thinking about tap day today. Well, it happened at the worst possible time. When the seniors in Skull and Bones read this story, they'll never tap me. Surely they won't believe it's true. Well, I don't know. As Frank says, this is the worst possible time for it to happen. Four o'clock already. We'll have to start over the fence pretty soon. You mean you're going over anyway? Even though you're sure you won't be tapped? Well, we have to, and it's part of the whole idea. But you needn't come along. If you two can face it, I can too. I'm going over with you. Good girl, Enza. Oh, Frank, look. Here comes Chief Burns up the walk. Afternoon, Chief. Oh, hello, boys. Say, Frank, I've been looking all over for you. Someone told me you might be up here at Burridge's. Well, what is it, sir? Anything wrong? Well, you remember that fellow Fleming you caught robbing the jewelry store? Well, what about him? He's been asking to see you in his cell. Me? Yeah. I don't know why, but he's in an awful sweat about it. Wants to see you right away. Well, we have to be over at the fence in an hour, Chief. Tell him Frank will see him after the ceremony. No, Bart, wait. You and Enzo go ahead. I'll join you when I talk to Fleming. Lead the way, Chief. Well, I'll leave you two alone for five minutes. Call me if you need me, Frank. Yes, sir, I will. Well, Fleming? I won't waste any time, Merrill. First off, I want to thank you. For having you arrested? For saving my life. That dumb storekeeper was shooting to kill and you stopped him. Caused you a lot of trouble, didn't it? Well, that's all blown over now, Fleming. Yeah, but uh, you're in more trouble. Oh, you mean the horse doping? How did you know about that? Yeah, I hear things, never mind how. I know more than that, too. I know who doped your horse. You do? Yeah. A couple of no-good raps I used to work for. Same ones a Put me up to that jewelry store job. They double-crossed me and nearly got me killed. Ah. They told Clemens, they told me Clemens didn't have a gun. I could walk in and out easy. Well, you know what happened. If it hadn't been for you, I'd have been plugged. I think they wanted me plugged. I see. But this doesn't make sense, Fleming. If they were betting on Lightfoot to win, why didn't they fix it for my horse to lose? Why should they work it the other way and have us disqualified? They had a grudge against you for running those gamblers out of town a few weeks back. So that's it. Yeah, it was a frame. Guy they got the hypo from came to me this morning. He tried to bail me out and spill the whole story. Guess he figured I'd feel better if I knew you were getting it in the neck, too. Look, Fleming, have you any proof? I wish I did. I want to see those rats get it as bad as you do. All I know is they did it. You'll have to get the proof yourself. Oh, if only... Wait! You got an idea? Fleming, how would you like to get out of here on probation? Out of jail? Are you kidding? I've got a plan if you'll help. Give me a chance, that's all. Just the chance. That's the first portion of The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Hey, girl, have you done something new with your scales? Using new moisturizer? Nice. It really brings out the hazel in your eyes. Oh, hold on. Are you using whitening strips, too? Your fangs look good, girl. Really good. A really charming snake charmer? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. Wait, what? Have you been doing Pilates, too? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast. Or your money back. Are you at home, but you kind of wish you weren't? <laughs> and you should really stick around the house because of reasons? Jimmy, no baseball in the house! That's why Buffalo Wild Wings has a new online ordering experience. So when your kid brings home a stray dog, that's actually a coyote, a rabid one, for whatever reason life requires you to stay put, get takeout with our new online ordering experience and be where you have to be. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Availability may vary. You've made the necessary sacrifices. Been fighting the good fight for as long as you can remember. And now perhaps it's time to enjoy a little fruit from all that labor. A bit of indulgence in the form of the new Ram Limited Tungsten Edition. Real wood trim, tungsten chrome accents, and an advanced technology touchscreen. All surrounded by a highly capable, hardworking truck that'll never let you forget what it took to get here. The new Ram Limited Tungsten. The most luxurious Ram truck ever. Ram is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Stuff. We've all got it. But here's the thing about stuff. We tend to lose it. Wouldn't it be great if there's a little thing called Tile that helped you find your stuff? With a tap on your phone. Hey, there's my keys or bike or stuffed panda Ernie. But what if Tile was more than that? What if Tile was an entire community of people coming together to turn lost stuff into found stuff? Wouldn't that be great? Visit Tile.com to join a world where everyone can find everything that matters. Tile. Together we find. Hi, Carl Amari here for Remind Magazine, America's monthly blast from the past. Each month, Remind Magazine focuses on a pop culture theme from the 1950s through the 1980s, covering a wide spectrum of topics from Marilyn Monroe to Marilyn Manson. In every 50-plus page issue of Remind Magazine, you'll find dozens of puzzles, movie posters, trivia contests, classic comics, crossword puzzles, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by, and much more. And every issue features my column, Radio 360, where I focus on a celebrity from Hollywood's golden age and write about his or her radio work. And next to my article is the monthly schedule of the classic radio shows I'll be playing each month so you'll never miss your favorites. Remind Magazine is available at Barnes & Noble and Walmart stores throughout the country. But because I write for this magazine, I'll let you in on a little secret. You can get Remind Magazine for about 60% less than the newsstand price by ordering it online at RemindMagazine.com. Visit RemindMagazine.com and subscribe today. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. In clinical trials, Prevagen has been shown to improve short-term memory. Prevagen, the name to remember, now available in stores everywhere. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
Hi, this is Carl Amari. These classic radio shows are direct from master recordings and digitally remastered. It's very important to me to offer you the best sound quality. We license these classic radio shows from the owners and estates for the privilege of using their master recordings as our source material so that we can pass that great sound quality on to you. Oh, you can find classic radio shows sold on the Internet from companies that are not authorized to sell them, but you'll often be disappointed by the inferior sound quality. If you enjoy listening to and collecting great sound quality classic radio shows, We've set up a website just for you at ClassicRadioStore.com so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to download your favorites to your smartphone, computer, or any listening device. We offer thousands of digitally remastered classic radio shows, uncut and unedited, including the original commercials, delivered to you instantly via digital download. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and start collecting all your favorites in brilliant sound quality. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to the adventures of Frank Merriwell. No sign of Frank, Bert? Not yet, and it's 4.30. What's he doing so long down at the jail? I wish he'd come along soon. I overheard several of the juniors mentioning his not being here. So have I. They'll think he's ashamed to show his face. What would happen if he didn't show up? They'd all say he couldn't face the possibility of not being tapped for skull and bones. Mm. But I know, Frank, he'll show up no matter what. Of course he will. But just the same, I wish he'd hurry. I don't like that whispering about him. Hello, <laughs> nice run, Mac. Yeah, my hook's breaking just right. You're up. Yeah, watch this one. Dudley, for crying out loud. What's the matter? Look who's coming through the door. That kid, Merriwell. Oh, there may be trouble. Looking for somebody, mister? Oh, yes. You're Dudley and Mac, aren't you? Suppose we are. I was just talking to your friend Fleming. Fleming? Never heard of him. You can drop that, Dudley. Fleming made a deal with the police. What's that? Shut up, Mac. Go on, kid. He made a full confession naming you two in the jewelry store robbery. Why, that dude. And he also said it was you two who doped my horse at the trotting race. So he did, did he? If you think you can pin anything on us, kid, you got another thing coming. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not trying to pin anything on you. I stopped by to thank you. Thank us? Yes, you did me a big favor. I was planning to pull Sparks and make him lose the race. Huh? You wanted your horse to lose? Well, ever since that jewelry store robbery, I knew I couldn't make skull and bones. And without skull and bones, I don't want to stay in Yale. So I bet a wad of money on Lightfoot and plan to pull my horse and make him lose. Then I was going to get out of this town. Well, how do you like that? Yeah. Only my horse was so full of dope I couldn't handle him and he was disqualified, so I got my money anyway. <laughs> Thanks to you. So you're leaving Yale, huh? This is the craziest thing I ever heard of. Well, that's right. I've got another tip for you. Yeah? A certain friend of yours is out of jail. He's skipping town today on the 448. I thought you might like to know. What do we care? Let him go. I thought you might want to see him. Well... So long, and thanks again. What time is it now, Bart? Five minutes of five. Where can Frank be? I'm getting worried. Do you think I should go down and ask Chief Burns? Not now, you can't. Look over there toward Durfee Hall. The Skull and Bones members are starting to come out. Will they start tapping right on the stroke of five? Uh-huh. Oh, Frank will never make it now, Linda. This is something he'll never live down. Oh, 
How do you like that, Merriwell? Quitting Yale with a big bankroll. I always knew that guy was too smart to stay on the level. How can you be sure? Wait a minute, Paul. All right, what's the matter? There he is, Fleming. Merriwell was telling the truth. Yeah, look at that dirty squealer. All packed and ready to hop the train. Come on. Going somewhere, Fleming? Huh? Oh. Hello, Mac. Deadly. Look at him, Mac. Acting like nothing happened. Come on, let's get it over with. Wait a minute. What are you going to do? You know what happens to squealers, don't you, Fleming? Now, listen, fellas. I didn't say anything. Honest. He didn't say anything. That's a hot one. You spilled everything. Even how Mac and me doped that horse. It's the last thing you're ever going to tell anybody. Look out. Look at me. Leave him alone, Dudley. We've got you this time. Very well, and the cops run. Stay where you are. You're under arrest. You won't get me. Look out. Frankie's sticking away. Oh, no, you don't, Dudley. This will stop you. Oh. Nice shock, Frank. And it's for you. Wait, wait. Don't hit me. I'll, I'll come along. That's right. We're all going down to the station. Oh, Chief Burns. Yeah? Could you drop me at the campus? It's right on the way. I've got a very important date there. They're starting the tapping. I'll have to get over the fence, Inza. All right, Bart. I, I guess Frank isn't coming after all. He may still show up. I'll see you later. Right, Bart. Poor Frank. He'd only get here. Inza! Inza! Frank! Quick, Bart! Over there at the fence. They've already started the tapping. What in the world kept you? I haven't time to explain now. I better get over there myself, but Chief Burns will tell you all about it. Hello, Chief Burns. Oh, hello, Miss Burridge. I dropped by with Frank while my men took the two crooks off to jail. Crooks? I don't understand. Oh, that's right. You don't know about it. Well, Frank trapped the two men who doped the horse. He did? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. It's too late now. The ceremonies have already started. He won't be tapped. Well, it means so much to him. Well, don't worry, Miss Burridge. No matter what happens, Frank is man enough to take it. I wish you'd made it sooner, Frank. Harry Rattle and Jack Diamond were tapped just as you came along. I saw them. How many have they tapped so far? Thirteen. Then there are only two more to go. That's right. At least one of them, Norm Gordon over there, looks like a sure thing. Well, that's true. Norm stands number one in the class scholastically. Mm-hmm. He'll make it. But don't give up, Bart. They can still tap you. Yeah, but what about you? Well, I was involved in this doping scandal, not you. Well, I wouldn't want it without you. Oh, here comes a senior over this way now. Hold your breath, Bart. He's walking this way, all right. Mr. Hodge? Go to your room. Congratulations, Bart. Well, Miss Burridge, at least your friend Bart was tapped. Yes, and I'm glad for him, of course. But poor Frank. He deserves it more than anyone else in the class. Yeah. If only this whole business hadn't happened just when it did. Well, that's something that can't be helped. Oh, hey, wait. Here comes the last senior. He's walking right toward that Norman Gordon. Yeah. Looks like he'll get it all right. Look at the way Frank's standing there. Yeah. As though he were proud of not being tapped. Oh, wait a minute. What? They passed right by Gordon. What? Yeah. They're going toward Frank. Come on, come on. Get it over with. I... That's it. <laughs> Frank, 
I love the campus at night. We better take a good look at it. This is the last time we'll see it as juniors. That's right, Bart. This time tomorrow, we'll be members of the senior class. Pretty good feeling, isn't it? <laughs> I was really proud of you both today. You know, the part that bothered me was that you'd cleared yourself when it was too late to do anything about it. I didn't think I had a chance. That should make you twice as proud, Frank. The seniors picked you for skull and bones, even though they knew you were under fire in that scandal. I'll never forget them for that. But anyhow, it's all cleared up now. Oh, incidentally, Frank, that was darn clever pretending to tip the crooks off about Fleming. Well, it was the only way we could get any evidence on them. I was dead sure they'd track Fleming to the railroad station when they thought he was leaving town, so I coached Fleming in what to say, and they admitted the doping just before they tried to beat him up. Well, sure, and then Chief Burns and his men were close enough to hear them say it. Exactly. It was almost a confession. When all those witnesses confronted him, there was nothing they could do. What about the other one, Frank? What happened to him? Fleming? Oh, he's out on probation. He uh, promised to go straight, and because he had no former record, they gave him a chance. And I think you'll do it, too. He was only an accomplice. I'm glad they were easy with him. Anyhow, it's too nice a night to think about anything unpleasant. You know, speaking of pleasant things, the newspaper printed a complete retraction of the stories they wrote about Frank. Oh, that's right. I forgot to tell you. Did you happen to see it, Enza? See it? Frank, I've already memorized it. And so ends another exciting adventure with Frank Merriwell, beloved hero of American fiction, brought to you in a new series of stories by the National Broadcasting Company. And be sure to listen again next week at the same time when Frank Merriwell brings you another exciting adventure. Frank is played by Lawson Zerby, Bart is Hal Studer, and Inza is Elaine Rust. Other members of the cast were Ed Latimer, Michael Guerin, Stephen Chase, and Phil Sterling. Original music is by Paul Taubman. The Adventures of Frank Merriwell is written by Ruth and Gilbert Braun and William Welch, and the entire production is under the direction of Harry Junkin. This is Mel Brandt speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And that's the adventures of Frank Merriwell from June 12, 1948, with Tap Day starring Lawson Zerby that was sustained over NBC. Hey, before we start, Burns and Alan, I want to remind all of our listeners that my book is available. You can go to my website. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. Check out my book, which is the Top 100 Classic Radio Shows. It's available now. It's a big coffee table book, and Lisa has one. Mike has one. Uh, have you been reading it cover to cover every night? You know, the good thing is you don't really have to sit down and read it for hours cover to cover. It's not really Why a novel. Why not? I want you to. Well, it's not a novel, but no, uh, more not. of a kind of a book that you can flip it's through. It's leisurely. It's leisurely. It's a coffee table book, and I like how it's separated into categories. So you can just read about the comedies or the dramas or the mysteries and, and go through a section at a time. You can listen to whichever shows that you want as you go along. It's, I have to say, Carl, you did a great job. Wow. It's really special. Mike, do you have that recorded? Yes, I do. I, I don't sure. think there's anything else like it on the market. Well, you and know. it makes it very unique. There's a hundred radio shows that are chronicled in it. There's hundreds and hundreds of photographs. And there's three CDs at the back that each have two classic radio shows on them. That's a total of six right there. Right. And that's a special little gift at yeah. the end. Yeah, and then you can download 78 shows off a special website absolutely free. So 78 half-hour shows come with the book, and it's a 224-page book. It's a big coffee table book. weighs about four pounds. And it's very visually attractive. Thank it you really so is. much. Yes. So uh. good 
Good job. Very Thanks, I'm Lisa. Seriously impressed. Do you like yours, Mike? I absolutely do. All right. What a nice holiday gift that it's would be. It's all colorful, too, right? Very colorful. Um, so anyway, the book is only twenty nine ninety nine, and I will be very proud and uh, and very honored to sign it to you absolutely free if you order it off of our website. Um, but it is available at Amazon and bookstores all across the country. But if you do go to Hollywood360radio.com, a uh, sort of a pop-up pops up, and you can learn more about it. And if you want to order it, make sure you write into into the order form who you want me to autograph it to or personalize it to. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, just go to Hollywood360radio.com for the top 100 classic radio shows. I co-wrote the book with Mark. Martin Grams, who is a tremendous uh, talent, and he knows his old-time radio, that's for sure. So I hope you enjoy the book, If you, and a lot of people have been ordering it, and I do thank you for that. Hope you uh, hope you uh, want to get it for Christmas, too. It would be a great Christmas present. I just said that. Did you? I did. Well, okay. Lisa just said that. I said holiday. It's okay. a little more inclusive. Well, you know, there's uh, Kwanzaa, there's also uh, Hanukkah. Let's see what I'm saying. And there's Christmas, and there's uh, New Year. And birthdays. And, and Thanksgiving is around yeah, the Yeah, Easter. You know, right, right. All of the above. All right. Well, very good. Uh, it is time now for Burns and Ellen. George Burns and Gracie Ellen, of course, they were married in real life. They had a show on radio and they were in TV. They were uh, in the movies. They were started in vaudeville, of all places. started in vaudeville. Vaudeville then went to radio. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Let's go back to a broadcast date of January 20th, 1941. Going to the Art Gallery, part one of the Burns and Allen Show. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. Well, another Monday night brings that familiar phrase, time for Burns and Allen. And here they are, George and Spam's meatheart, Gracie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Gracie, here it is Monday night again. Doesn't time fly? Fine, thank you. And how are you? Uh, wait a minute, Gracie. What are you doing? I'm knitting. Yeah, but what are you knitting? Oh, something. I love to knit. I'd rather knit than not. <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd rather knit than not? Yeah, and then again, there are some people who'd rather not be knitting than be knitting nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but what is this thing you're making? Oh, a little thing for my brother, Willie. He's the one who's at March Field. He's in the Army, you know. Yes, I know he's in the Army, but what is it? It's just like the Navy, but without water. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Well, can I believe my eyes? Is that George Burns in a new suit, new shoes, and spats? Yes, it happens to be George Burns. Burnsy, it isn't because of that society, Deb, Cabina Wright Jr., who was up here last week, is it? No, it isn't. Well... There are only two reasons to be dressed that way. You're either in love or an end man in a minstrel show. <laughs> Look, Artie, I just assume you stick to your music. Yeah, Artie, you've got a lot of nerve making fun of George's clothes. Oh, he's just sensitive. Well, you'd be sensitive, too, if you looked as bad as George does. <laughs> now, you stay out of this. Yeah, Artie, you heard him. Stay out of this. Are you cracked? 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 Wait a minute, I'll ask him. George, are you cracked? I must be going out of my mind Well, George, don't admit it Make him prove oh, it Oh, quiet, quiet How did this thing start? Oh, don't you remember you asked me what I was doing And I said I was knitting nutty Oh, yes, for your brother Willie Yeah, he's in the army, you I know. know I know, I know, I know Oh, I love to knit mm. I do a lot of knitting 
I, oh, I'll never forget. I knitted a bathing suit for my uncle, and I made it out of spinach. And Uncle looked just, so nice to me. Just a minute. Just said, a minute. You, you, you knitted a bathing suit out of spinach. Well, yeah, and that way he doesn't have to go to the beach to lie around in the sand. <laughs> Say, Gracie, is there anything that's impossible for you to do? No, but when a thing's impossible, it's harder for me. <laughs> Look, are you trying to make me an imbecile? No, no, I'm making the sweater, but when I'm finished, I'll be glad to make you one. <laughs> How do I get into these things? Oh, easy, they just button up the front. Oh, quiet. <laughs> oh, say, hey, George, look, your underwear is hanging over your shoes. Bud, that happens to be spats. Spats? Yeah. <laughs> well, now, Bud, Bud, don't do what Artie did. Don't say that he got dressed up in a kind of cabina, because that's how they got into a big fight. Really? Wasn't Artie. It was on account of you. Now, please, George, how can you say that to Bud? He wasn't even here when it happened. <laughs> all right, so I've got on spats, and I'm wearing a new suit, and I like it. Well, gee, George, we all like it. Why, that suit makes you look very athletic. Hmm. Makes you look like you've got pork shoulders with ham meat added. <laughs> yes. I look spick and span. Uh. <clears throat> well, well, bud, we got it in. Yeah, didn't we? Yes, we did. Well, George, I, I can't let you tangling my wool. Oh, pardon me. Desde ahora que están hablando de la sociedad, ¿por qué no me preguntan? Yo sé mucho de esas cosas, nada más que no me preguntan. Señor Lee, what is it? Señor Burns, that society girl who came here last week, her family came over on the cauliflower? It's Mayflower Cauliflower is a uh, Well, what is it that has a head like a cabbage Only it's a little softer Does it wear spots? <laughs> you know, it's a lucky thing for you people That I can hold my temper Oh, good, George You can hold my knitting, too Look, I don't want to hold your knitting Well, then how can I read my brother Willie's letter? And I don't want to hear your brother Willie's letter Well, then you hold the knitting and I'll read the letter <laughs> Yeah, that's much better, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Dear Gracie, I can't thank you enough, Gracie, for the lovely toupee you sent me. It'll come in very handy if I ever get bald. Um, Gracie, if he isn't bald, why did you send him the toupee? Uh, please, Judge. Uh, don't talk while I'm interrupting. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, Gracie, will you tell Daddy it was a swell idea to have my name tattooed on my chest, as it saves me a lot of talk. Now when a sentry stops me and says, who goes there... All I have to do is unbutton my shirt and show him. And, Gracie, I hate to Just complain. And Gracie, your brother must have been born in Sippet. No, in San Francisco. Oh, well, I'm wrong. I guess. Yes. And, Gracie, I hate to complain, but I'm very disappointed in my army gas mask. It doesn't relieve me half as much as Broma Seltzer. <laughs> well, look, I'd just as soon not hear anymore. Brigadier General Lachlan has been teaching us camouflage, and it's really a wonderful thing. I've been camouflaging myself as a rifle, and for two days my tentmate has carried me everywhere on his shoulder. <laughs> Probably didn't know the kid was loaded. George, oh, please. Um, I wish it's... you'd laugh long. That's all I've got. George, please, more laughs. It's fun being carried about, but it gets tiresome having my throat cleaned every day with a ramrod. And his throat cleaned with a ramrod? Well, we'll have to close now and help the top sergeant hunt for his overcoat. By the way, did it reach you safely? Signed, Will. That's all I want. (laughs) 
George, look, there's nobody listening, and I notice that you're all dressed up. So between you and my brother Willie Sweater, yes. is is Cobina wearing your fraternity pin while you're wearing her spats? Percy, I'm going to settle this once and for all. The reason I'm dressed up is that I was invited to a private showing at an art gallery. Is that so terrible? Oh, no. Did you have a nice time? Well, it was really wonderful. I saw all the masterpieces, and while I'm no critic, I don't think anybody can touch Rembrandt's paintings. Why, aren't they dry yet? <laughs> yeah, they're still wet. Anyway, I looked in, in the, I looked in one room and there was Whistler's mother and the blue boy. Oh, please, Judge. I'm not interested in scandal. <laughs> scandal? Whistler was a painter. Well, I wouldn't care if you were a plumber. You've got no right to talk about his mother. Gracie, you don't understand. I'm talking about James Abbott McNeil Whistler. He, he painted his mother. Oh, sort of a beauty operator. Yes, a beauty operator. Well, That's a place in Beverly Hill. Yeah. Doing very well. Yeah, I know. I always... Making lots of money there. Yeah. Well, I always say if the shoe fits, wear it. And if it's your mother, paint her. That's what you always yeah. say. Hey, what are you two cooking up here? Oh, did you hear? George went to the art gallery with Rembrandt. Quiet, Gracie. Going around with Rembrandt, huh? Did Cobina Wright give you the air? Stop with those wise Oh, cracks. don't be so sensitive. Well, George has a right to be sensitive. If you looked as bad as George did, you'd now, be sensitive. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't start that again. Yeah, honey, don't start that again. Oh, quiet, quiet. Yes, Mr. Shaw, I went to the art gallery. I saw the works of Rembrandt, Michelangelo, uh, Ginsburg, Da Vinci. Ginsburg? Who's that? Who's that? Happens to be one of the world's greatest painters. And he'll be remembered long after you and Frenesy are forgotten. <laughs> George, you must be pretty smart to know about Ginsburg. Mm. And, Bud, did you hear George tell how Whistler painted his mother and that George saw the day before yesterday with Mrs. Blue Boy's son and nobody could touch him because they weren't dry? <laughs> Bud, did you understand what Gracie said? Well, certainly, George. How Whistler painted his mother and that you saw her the day before yesterday with Mrs. Blue Boy's son, but nobody could touch him because they weren't dry. But that doesn't make sense. It does, too. It does not. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, Senor Burns, you're right about the Mayflower. I looked it up in the dictionary. <laughs> it isn't dictionary, it's dictionary. A duck is a silly-looking thing with flat feet. Does it wear spots? <laughs> well, can't you ever get one word right? In a short while, I will spoke better. Mm. Uh, I am taking a course from the International Correspondence University. I see you. Peekaboo, I see you too. <laughs> That's the first portion of the Burns and Allen Show. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to the Burns and Allen show from 1941. Then we'll have an Edgar Allan Poe story on the Weird Circle from 1943. That's next time. Hope you'll join us. We'll see you then.